This is Kate Swoboda, creator of YourCourageousLife.com, director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and author of the book, The Courage Habit, which is available at booksellers and at Amazon. The Your Courageous Life podcast is all about going after what you want and creating and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. Might drop a couple of F-bombs, so maybe don't listen with your kids in the backseat of the car. And here we go with today's episode. All right, today we're sinking into a state that basically no one likes, but it happens, happens all the time. Maybe it's happening to you right now, and it is the state of just being stuck. Often when I have hit that kind of a state or when a client of mine has hit that kind of a state, the state of being stuck is one where it's like you can't even quite say, here's what I want or don't want. Here's what I'm upset about or not upset about. I personally experience a state of being stuck as like I can't even think clearly. You know, if someone were to ask me in a moment when I'm supremely stuck, well, you know, what is it that you want? That question phrased that way tends to elicit something from me of like, well, I don't even know if I knew I'd like go try to do it or create it or like whatever, you know, like I I don't know. So the state of being stuck is a profoundly uncomfortable one. And today's episode is going to be about questions for getting unstuck. Before I think any of these questions are effective, I have to say that I think you really have to go into the body a little bit. And this is, you know, this is the the drum I've been beaten for a while now. And really, I keep coming back to it and, you know, hitting that drum so hard because it was, frankly, one of the biggest life lessons I've ever learned. That if I tried to simply be logical and bypass the feelings, if I try, if I'm stuck and I try to just scoot past the stuck feelings and get into the logic of, hey, here's this nice list of questions for getting unstuck that somebody's providing on a podcast, might see a little movement, more than likely though, not. So attending to the feelings, if you want a couple of resources, there are multiple Your Courageous Life podcast episodes on processing out feelings, working with emotions. You could go to Google and find things I've written about it by putting in quotation marks, your courageous life, and then putting in quotation marks, emotions or feelings. So if you search Google for your courageous life as a phrase surrounded by quotes, and then the word emotions or feelings, you should come up with things I've said or written about those things. There are lots of ways for you to access the body. That's another thing you could search for and work on or attend to some of those feelings. That is where I'd always say you got to start. Once you've done some of that, then that's when it's like, okay, we're starting with a blank slate here. We can actually get into some of the questions that might inspire some movement and here they are. I'm going to go through the questions that I turn to most often after I've had a good cry or screamed into a pillow or taken a really good brisk walk or done something that helps me to get into what I'm feeling. This is where I go next. These questions. First one, and this is my favorite. If there is any question that is my favorite, this is it. It's a variation on what do you want, 
But for some reason, the phrasing of this seems to help me bust through. So hopefully it helps you in that way too. Here it is. If I could have it any way I want it, how would I want it? If I could have it any way I want it, how would I want it? So that is the first question. And I love that question because it gets me thinking in the direction of new ideas. I remember when I was at my salary job and before I was able to fully move into my business, there was a stack of work I was always taking home with me. And one day I was sitting in a Panera Bread of all places with a coffee attending to this stack of work and there was a worker there and they start chatting with me about what they do and you know, aside from working at Panera Bread, what else they did. And what they happened to do was not, not exactly the person I would have needed to hire, but a little light bulb went off in my head and I suddenly went, if I could have it any way I want it, how would I want it? Well, I would wish that I could hire someone to do a stack of this work for me. And when I was talking to this person, because his side gig was related to what I was trying to work on, not exactly the person I'd hire, but related, I suddenly went, oh, so this thing I've been, if I could have it any way I want it, how would I want it? Well, I wouldn't want to be sitting here doing this work. Oh, I, I could do the parts of the work that I have to show up on site for, and then this extra stuff if I would just make sure that everybody submits everything to me digitally, oh, I can, I can head over to Upwork and I can hire a freelancer actually to, to handle a big stack of this. So that is actually what I did is I started getting my weekends back because I started saying, okay, all this stuff has to be submitted to me digitally. I, I had a Dropbox folder I'd put it all in. I gave permissions for the Dropbox folder to this freelancer I hired off of Upwork. They did 75% of what I would have spent my entire weekend doing. And then I came back and I just kind of, you know, fluffed it up and got it ready for <laughs> the, the final turn in that I needed to do. So if I could have it any way I want it, how would I want it? What are those options for you? You know, if, if you could have your marriage any way you want it, how would you want it? And when you ask yourself that question, you might get some ideas for, oh, here's a thing that I could do differently. I don't have to wait for my partner to change. I could actually do this differently. If I could have my career any way I want it, how would I want it? If I could have parenting any way I want it, how would I want it? That's been a, a great one for me to ask as myself as well, because for instance, I remember asking that question when my daughter was two and bedtime was such a nightmare. And I remember having the thought, gosh, I wish there was just like, everybody talks about a bedtime routine in the parenting books. Nobody talks about what do you do if your kid doesn't, it's just like whatever about your bedtime routine. So in essence, that question sparked some thoughts about, okay, uh, and I was writing a lot at the time for The Courage Habit, my book, about habit formation. And I suddenly realized, oh, this bedtime routine, if I always tie it to a habit, and if I set up a series of kind of like lockstep rewards and consequences along the way, 
then I think we can change this bedtime routine. So what we ultimately ended up doing was building in, instead of it being, it's time for bed, you go like lay in a dark room until you fall asleep, which most kids, they're bored. It was, oh, it's time for bed. And there's a bedtime story. And if you brush your teeth and get your pajamas on without throwing a fit, you get the reward of the bedtime story. And if you get into bed and you stay in bed to fall asleep without, again, throwing a fit and all this, you get the reward of getting to listen to audios. So, I mean, at the time, we would actually download audiobooks, like Disney audiobooks and things from iTunes. And these days, it's just uh, Spotify. Spotify has audiobooks on it, and Spotify has kids' music on it. And that's the system. And the bedtime routine um, takes five minutes now. It's not like a big thing. And that was habit formation. So that's just a small example. These things that at the time I was in my head about how, oh my God, you know, like, like, what are you going to do? You know, you can't like strap a kid down to a bed, right? Like they do what they do. It, it was like, okay, what's the out of the box thinking? First though, if I could have it any way I want it, how would I want it? And some interesting ideas might come to you. Okay. Next question for getting unstuck. It's kind of a two-parter and it's hat tip Byron Katie. And it is, is it true? Am I sure? Byron Katie does, is it true? Can I really know it's true? I like, personally, it just lands better for me, maybe for you too. Is it true? Am I really sure? Oh, you're not enough. Those those beliefs that come to us when you're stuck. Well, is that true? Yeah, it feels really, really true that I'm not enough. Am I sure? Like, am I really, really sure that I'm, oh, well, maybe not really, really sure. Oh, this is going to be awful. This thing that happened, it's just going to ruin the whole day. Well, is it true that it's going to ruin the whole day? Hmm, maybe not. And then you don't even need to go to, am I sure? Sometimes the reason we get stuck is because we are making a pronouncement about how we are, how others are, how life or the world is going to work. These are capital S stories or internal narratives. And those internal narratives about just how it is, this is how it is, that's what keeps us stuck. To go back to that parenting bedtime routine example, my story at the time would have been, well, you have a bedtime routine and if the kid pops up, there's nothing much you can do because like you kind of already played your hand. (laughs) You want the kid to stay in bed the kid doesn't want to stay in bed. Well, building in the routines around rewards like bedtime stories and getting to listen to audios changed the game. It it got me out of that story. Is it true that this is just how it is? No, actually. Same thing with hiring someone to handle part of my workload for my salary job so that I could spend more time building my business. At the time, my story would have been, well, I'm the one who has to do the job. Is that true? Am I sure? Am I sure that I'm the only one who has to do the job? Uh, by the way, for anybody who's having a little eureka moment around my experience of hiring a freelancer um, and all that, don't tell your boss. Don't tell your boss it's what you did. I never told anybody. I was just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, work, work got turned in. It's all turned in on time. Nobody needs to know far as anybody else is concerned, I did it. And that's fine. And that's all anybody cared about, right? The work gets done and it gets done well. All right. Third question. What else is possible? What else is possible? 
it's like, okay, uh, I got this situation where, um, I, uh, maybe you have a, a business launch that doesn't go as well as you would like, doesn't bring in the money that you would like. Maybe you're up for a promotion and you don't get the promotion. Okay. Well, have your feelings about that. All right. Don't jump to this, but what else is possible? Maybe that launch not going as well as I thought. Maybe the money's going to come in from some other business source that I hadn't even thought of. I didn't get the promotion I wanted. What else is possible? Maybe this is actually a, a glaring sign for the, from the universe that it is time for me to create that art that I always wanted to create. I certainly am not someone who thinks that the pandemic is just all good in the cosmos and the greater picture of all of it. The pandemic has taught us so many valuable lessons. I do think the pandemic has taught us so many valuable lessons. I'm also really clear that I like learning my lessons without pandemics. So <laughs> I'm not that. Same thing with like a cancer diagnosis. Uh, I think it's great when people find things to learn from the experience of getting a cancer diagnosis. I still would not wish cancer on anyone. <laughs> so it's not like that. It's not a binary of it's either all good or it's all bad or any of that. These things are complex. But what else is possible? What else is possible in terms of because my life took this turn instead of the other turn, what else might possibly happen? What else might possibly be different? What else might I possibly be awake to? All right, next question. Another one that I like to ask, especially if I notice that fear is the predominant reason why I'm stuck. I mean, I think fear is always why we feel stuck. But if I notice that the, the fearful thoughts are really, really loud, it's like, all right, here's a question. What would my most courageous self do? What would my most courageous self do? This is a question that is designed to get you to think about the bold moves that you might be resisting. So you're thinking to yourself, I would like to start a business, but I think somebody else has already started that business. So I shouldn't do it. Uh -uh, hold on a minute. What would my most courageous self do? Well, my most courageous self probably wouldn't give any shits that somebody else has already started the business. The point is, I want to start the business. Maybe somebody has spoken to you unkindly. Maybe you have a critical in-law. And you really want to get a pot shot in back. What would my most courageous self do? Well, I would like to believe that, as uh, Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we aim high. What would my most courageous self do when I am handed the worst news of my life? And there was a time in my life when I would have thought that to invite myself into asking that question or even to offer it to someone else would be profoundly unkind. As if to ask a question like what would my most courageous self do somehow lacks empathy for the suffering someone's in. A shift I've had around that is seeing that when someone is suffering, it is absolutely possible to empathize with the place where they are suffering and 
inviting them to ask what their most courageous self would do is a kind of lifeline to what's next. I don't want to push that question on myself or anyone else. I don't want to push any of these questions on myself or anybody else. But they are valuable questions. And somebody can be in their pain at the same time that they are saying, I want to ask these questions of myself to see what else I might create here. So what would my most courageous self do? This is where you get into the bold moves that you might have been resisting. I have also heard, and this is a slight variation on this question, people asking themselves what their personal heroes would do. So you ask yourself, who's somebody that I really, really admire? Who's my personal hero? What would they do if they were handed these exact circumstances? So it's a similar but related question. And then here's the last one. And these are just the predominant questions that I use for getting unstuck. But here's the last one. Who else has figured out a way around that? Who else has figured out a way around that? Around that limitation is really what we're going for. Who else has figured out a way around that limitation? So it, this is also outside the box thinking, and it's a question designed to get you to reach out and create community. You do not have all the answers. You are not expected to have all the answers because no one in life has all the answers. So it will take a village to make your dream happen. It will take a village to walk through grief. It will take a village to walk through a hard diagnosis. It will take a village to change an old pattern. You can't do it alone. So given that you can't do it alone and given that no one person has all the answers, Where else can you go to meet, to learn from, to somehow be inspired by the people who have found their way around that particular limitation? Because we live in a world that is wildly diverse and everybody's had a slightly different take on this human experience. So I guarantee you that there is someone somewhere that you could meet or learn from who has faced the worst diagnosis of their life and found their way through. There is someone out there who has gone through bankruptcy and found their way through. There is someone out there who has lost a loved one and found their way through. There is someone out there who is in parenting hell with bedtime routines and has found their way through. There is someone out there for every single thing that you currently face, there is someone out there who has faced the same thing and found their way through. And your experience doesn't have to be like theirs. You don't have to do anything prescriptive that they do. But the fact that they found their way through, to me, offers hope. It also offers possibility. How can we learn from that person? And sometimes the, the great benefit of a global connected world is that you might be able to learn from that person directly and or they've got something on YouTube, they've got a blog, they've got a podcast, they've got a book, they've got a something that you could learn from as well. There is no shame in bootstrapping it. There is no shame in just taking whatever little gems of wisdom you can get from their situation and applying them in your own unique way to your unique situation. But you will get unstuck if you look around and say, who else has been through this? 
and figured out a way around that limitation. All right, recap. Here are the questions. If I could have it any way I want it, how would I want it? Is it the limiting belief, the problem that seems so unfixable, etc.? Is it true? Am I sure? Kind of a two-in-one question there. What else is possible? What would my most courageous self do? And who else has figured out a way around that limitation? These are your questions. Bonus points if you are someone listening to this and you don't actually have a current crisis, you've just got those little, eh, you know, annoying everyday human life problems and you decide, well, could I take my life from good to great by deciding to sit down with each of these questions, journal them out and go, you know what? Even though I have a pretty good life, I want to live an excellent life. Why not? So if you are in a space of it is all crashing down around me, please get support. Please attend to yourself. Please tap into the emotion of that. I don't want you to bypass any of it. And then take these questions and start journaling and see what arises as you journal and then see what arises in the next couple days after you've journaled what, when you've had a chance to marinate on each question. And if you have a pretty good life, I challenge you to sit down and journal about these questions to see how you can have an excellent life because all of us deserve to live the best life possible for every single second that we are alive and that we are breathing and being stuck is an inevitable part of being alive and being human, but there's certainly nothing wrong with finding your way through to the other side faster and living 100% fully alive as a result. All right, that's today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You know you can continue the work and the fun if you want to. Head on over to yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin and become a Your Courageous Life subscriber because as soon as you sign up, you get access to an entire library of worksheets and audios and other bonuses. And of course, you'll be receiving more courage in your inbox and who wouldn't love that? You can learn more about the Courageous Living Coach Certification at teamclcc.com. You can get the Courage Habit at your local bookseller on Amazon, wherever you like. We can even connect on social media. I'm on Facebook at Your Courageous Life. So look for facebook.com forward slash Your Courageous Life. And I'm on Instagram as Kate Courageous. And I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. So here's to you using these courageous tools in your life and creating a real ripple effect of good. And again, thanks so much for listening. I love it that you're here.